Hey there, horror movie tea sippers. The following podcast episode will contain spoilers for the movie we are about to review. If you have not seen the movie and do not wish to have anything ruined prematurely, please do not continue to watch or listen until you have seen the movie. And welcome to the Horror Movie Tea Podcast. Today we are covering The Babysitter, which came out in 2017. And, but before we go into the review, let's grab our cups and talk about tea. So I'm doing a repeat because, <laughs> as everyone could hear, I am still sick because this is the same day as last week. That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> so weird when you say it like that. This is the same day as last week. <laughs> We're recording this the same day that we did last week's episode. How about that? <laughs> There you go. Uh, but so this am... has been the longest day of the year. <laughs> it's like Groundhog Day. Like, it just keeps repeating. But... Over and over. <laughs> uh, but I am drinking the Republic of Teas, the Crown, the Queen's Afternoon Tea. It has premium black tea, sweet blackberry leaves, and natural honey and vanilla flavors, and I have cinnamon honey, cream cinnamon honey, and lemon in my drink to hopefully help my cold. And then for those that did not join us last week, I just wanted to give a heads up. This tea, unfortunately, is now discontinued, but I will include another Republic of Tea tea below, uh, the one that I can see that matches closest. <laughs> <laughs> to to the tea, so yep. You can words, yeah. And I am drinking Bigelow's Perfectly Mint Classic Tea, and it has black tea and spearmint, and I put it just a little bit of sugar. But thank you <laughs> to the Republic of Tea <laughs> for allowing us to continue to do what we love, and for our tea sippers out there, bring yourself a cup of tea, sit back, relax, and we hope you enjoy the review. So for the babysitter. This uh, this kid's parents are having kind of a rough marriage, and in hopes of rekindling that marriage, they're going out and doing like different trips, and the well, like hotel, like staying at hotels. But I think it's more just to reconnect. Yeah, yeah. Every well, that- so often they're trying to keep the spice alive. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, so the this twelve year old kid has to have a, a babysitter, and it's like it's very strongly the input in the movie is like, oh, he's the only kid left that still has a babysitter, and and he's just kind of a, a loser compared to the other kids his age, blah 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 blah. But anyways, him and his babysitter have a very close relationship, like very friendly. Like she is essentially like his friend and uh, his best friend that's his age is like oh you need to stay up past when she puts you to bed to see what she does and so he does that and when he goes and looks uh when he spies on her yeah spies on her he finds that she is doing would you consider it a satanic ritual yes Okay, she's doing a satanic ritual and found out that she was using his blood because he's the blood of the innocent. And uh, yeah, 
chaos ensues. People die. Mm-hmm. So this movie, <laughs> I don't know how to describe the vibe of this movie, but it's got like a fun, quirky, weird vibe, but it's also it's dark. Like- Cabin in the Woods meets Home Alone. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Sort of. Yeah. Like, it's got a very specific vibe. And I just connect to that vibe. Like, I am all about it. Honestly, this one is so much fun. I, ever since this movie came out on Netflix, I've just had a blast watching it every so often. Yeah, same here. So it's like this movie, since it is like, it's not my favorite of favorite movies but it is like pretty top tier for me i would rate this a 7.75 um it's like i do it's like it's just such a weird quirky movie i love that all of the characters are interesting and varied like even from like the quote-unquote like villain side like all of them are very distinct and i mean they're kind of stereotypical but at the same time they don't And they kind of lean into it, but they do it in more of a funny way. Yeah, like the the cheerleader, whenever she gets shot in the chest, she's like, you shot my boob. And and she's just like so, like she's not traumatized that she got shot. She's traumatized that she got shot in the boob. In the boob. And and like, so with the stereotypes, they play a lot to the comedy. Like, uh, or like the quarterback where uh, it's like, I can't win against you. You're the quarterback. And dude, um, that character, I don't understand, but he's like, surprisingly supportive of Cole. Yeah! <laughs> well, and that's a part of, like, the weird quirkiness of the movie it where is. it's, like, they're literally after him to, like, hurt him. Yes. Even and when trying to kill him, he's, like, amazingly supportive of him. And yeah. it was just so confusing. He's like, you gotta, like, stand up for yourself, kid. You gotta stand up against your bullies. And then he has him go off he's and like, try and... I'm proud of you. Like, yeah! <laughs> And he's like encouraging him the whole time when he's trying to kill him. Yeah, just like who is this character? Yeah, well, and but like the another reason why I really like this movie is I don't know if you ever wondered this as a kid, but as a kid, I do remember the curiosity of what do my parents do after I go to bed, or what does my babysitter do after I go to bed, and so I've I've find it funny that this movie kind of expands on that curiosity and just makes it like <laughs> like the worst case scenario type of thing. I don't know. Personally, I never really wondered that. Though, to be fair, I didn't really have any babysitters. Like, it was always family members mm. growing up. And it wasn't for long. Well, it seems so... like I didn't have babysitters for that long that I can remember. I think it stopped at like eight. But I do remember like having like my grandparents put me to bed or whatever and I would be I would just like listen very intently against the door like hearing what they're talking about and like I was just like curious what adults did when kids weren't around because for me it was <laughs> almost like a secret world where it's like you don't know <laughs> I mean, I I guess I probably didn't wonder much because a lot of the times, like, as we were going to bed, they were queuing up a a show that we didn't care about. So 
we knew that at the very least they were watching a show that who cares <laughs> that's like fair. we didn't want to watch it yeah but anyway, so, so yeah. every kid's different, but at least for me, yes. it's like this movie really played upon like, oh, it's like I had that curiosity as a kid. So I find, found it interesting that they played upon that curiosity because yeah. obviously that goes to show that like some kids do have that curiosity. And so it kind of explores that avenue. And another, this movie is very clever because I find it so interesting that everything that it shows that B or the babysitter knows about Cole, she uses it against him. Yep. So it's like as you're watching the first half of the movie, everything that they're talking about and stuff like that, she then flips and turns it around against him later in the movie, which I think is really interesting. Yes. It's like, well, I'll, I'll kind of do it whenever I'm wrapping up. It's like this movie isn't just like your typical like, oh, it's a, a slasher movie. Like it's very intelligent. It's very like well thought out. They did like a very good job with like the pacing and the creating these scenarios. So that way, whenever it's turned around against him, you're like, oh, my God, like I can connect the two. And of course, without making it overly complicated, too. It's like you don't you can watch the movie like twice and be like, oh, yeah, I completely like see through like everything. But oh. I also love how most of the deaths in the movie are by accident. <laughs> I mean, obviously, the one when uh, the girls under the house, that was very much on purpose. But like most of the other deaths <laughs> were by accident. And I do, and I know we've talked about this before, where me and Justice's frustration with a lot of slasher movies or horror movies in general is like the the main character can be like so stupid and she's like, ah, oh, frustrating. But with this movie, the main character and the villain are both very smart. So whenever they're chasing each other, the tension feels real. Like you, you honestly don't know who's going to win because I mean, technically he has the disadvantage, like a huge, huge disadvantage. disadvantage. And so you're like, how the hell is he going to get out of the situation? And the things that he thinks of, you're like, holy crap, like that is like so smart. But then like to have B come around and be like, no, it's and like completely turn around to where it's like the cycle to where it's like they're playing cat and mouse, but yeah. like a really good like cat and mouse game. But yeah, it's like overall, like I, I really like this movie. It's a very intelligent, well thought out slasher movie, which is why it's one of the few slashers that I'll like. I really enjoy watching and because it's like it's more than just. Well, I guess I don't even know if you would consider this a slasher movie. It's hard to like it's a it's a twisted coming to age movie. Um, very, <laughs> very, because <laughs> it's like you. He Cole does have character growth. Like by the oh, end, yeah. like whenever he drives the car into the house to kill her, which a little well, extreme, and but <laughs> the very beginning he was scared of practically everything. Yeah. Yeah. So he was kind of forced to grow up quite a bit <laughs> during this one night. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I really enjoy the movie. If you haven't seen the movie, give it a watch. It is, I can picture with how quirky and kind of weird it can be. I can picture not everybody liking the vibe of the movie, but I, I would think that you can at least appreciate like the, the way that they wrap it up in a nice yeah. little package. 
Absolutely. I actually agree on the entertainment scale. I give it a 7.75 as well. Nice. Because this one's just so much fun to watch. It's You're going to hear me tear it apart a little bit in the realism, but... Oh, yeah. <laughs> we have to. <laughs> because it's just not realistic in the slightest. But it's such a fun movie, and it knows that it's kind of a spoof movie. And they lean a little bit into certain stereotypes and things and tropes, but they still have fun with it. Mm -hmm. And you can tell the characters are having fun with it. And there's a lot of humor. The gore is decent and makes sense. It's not entirely accurate, which again, we'll get to in the realism, but it's close enough. Yeah, it doesn't. That it doesn't take you out completely. Yeah, and it's not like extremely over the top. Yeah, it's not gore for the sake of gore. It's gore that makes sense. Yeah. So. Well, um, and it's like when whenever she stabs the the victim in the head, it's not like his head explodes. Like there, there's yeah. some slasher movies that's like when you just like poke a person and they just like their whole body explodes. It's like it's a little. Yeah. It's more you can see those being the the injuries that they sustain. Yes, absolutely. Um, I love that they make use of everyone has trigger words. Um, that just words that sets you off. <laughs> there was a lot of stereotypes, but again, it was, they did it in a humorous way and they didn't lean like too, too hard into it. Like normally the jock would be super toxic all round, but shockingly enough, he's one of the most supportive characters. <laughs> And it's just hilarious to me. Like, the whole time he's on screen, I'm sitting here like, this is not the normal jock type character. Like, he has some of those traits, but they're normally not, like, encouraging anyone. And he's encouraging his victim the entire time. Well, that's like the ba the babysitter. <laughs> that's like the cheerleader where he's like, where she's like, oh, I can't, like, be what I want to be when I grow up and he's like what do you want to be a journalist it's like you know, yeah you know, you're like what <laughs> which in a way kind of makes sense it's still on screen and all so it kind of still is in that um not out of the realm of possibility it's still in that mindset of what you would imagine someone would with that well, level of vanity that's going more like into. a reporter though journalists they tend to do like the articles and like that's true that's fair um it's kind of i mean i'm sure they it's possible for a journalist to have like tv time like a reporter but i feel like they're yeah. more in the background like writing articles and research that's fair and stuff like that that's fair my mind immediately went to like news anchor type mm. but you know <laughs> but yeah they they have almost a, a moment <laughs> Like a heart to heart moment there. Mm hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so sweet. And he just. <laughs> this poor kid tries everything he can to stay alive. Um, when they have him tied to the chair, <laughs> and he's sawing <laughs> through the rope. I mean, what else would you do? Like, and, but it's hilarious to me. They're they're like, um, can he not see the mirror behind him? Like, we can see him trying to get through the rope. <laughs> he keeps going, which fair. Yeah, it's like you you can't just like give up. Like you have no. to like keep trying at least. 
But yeah. I love how the cheerleader's like, look at him. He's really going at it. <laughs> <laughs> kind of encouraging him still. It was great. Um, they just, there's a lot of positivity in the movie that I did not expect is what I'm getting at, really. Um, the humor is, there's some wit, but there's also situational humor. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's not all completely stupid. Mm-hmm. Which I appreciate. Like, the characters for the most part are fairly intelligent and make decent decisions, mostly. Um, the deaths, a lot of them are accidental. <laughs> the effects are really good. Like, the budget for this film was actually really decent. Mm-hmm. Again, not realistic, and we'll get to that later, but they were decent and it was fun to watch. It made it, it elevated it enough. To where it didn't feel quite like a B movie. Yeah, no, it this does not feel like a B movie. Yeah, but it also so doesn't it was, necessarily feel like theater quality. I don't know. It's not quite. Like, it's no, like it's, right in between. It's definitely a Netflix, like straight to Netflix original type movie. Yeah. Um, but not all of those are bad. Like there are some really know. good ones out there. Yeah. But it's like right in between. Like it's higher than a B movie, but just low enough that. You definitely wouldn't have gone to see it in the theater. <laughs> so it's kind of in that weird little no man's land between there. I'm trying to see here. There was so much that I was writing down that like, this isn't right. Well, this and like right. <laughs> on the encouraging thing, I feel like a part of the reason, like especially when they had him like tie it up, I feel like they just feel like since he's so uh, small and uh, decently like, younger enough from them that like they just feel like they're the ones in complete control oh yeah and so i feel like it's 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 them like also playing around with him in a lot of ways as well because they're like oh there's no way that we're going to lose to this kid and they're losing to this kid (laughs) well and i find it interesting how like each of them said they wanted something But the jock, one of the most encouraging members of their group, was like, I just wanted to kill people. That's legitimately all I wanted. Yeah. (laughs) Which, you know, it would, which is kind of a little bit disappointing because on the one hand, wouldn't that be cool if he had like started off, like if he had indicated that he started off as like, a loser and he was like maybe didn't have the the physical physique but then like the the ritual like gave him what he wanted and that's why he was so encouraging but it's like at the same time it's like it's not like you really need a reason but that would have been an interesting twist it would have um but at the same time they hadn't completed the ritual well, but from what I gathered, they had been doing, they had done the ritual more than once. Well, at least B had. B had. B had done it before. She was starting to do the ritual again with them. Okay, so it was the first time that they had been involved. It was the first time that they had okay. tried it. Okay. Yes. And they go into that a bit more in the second movie. Yeah, it's been but a hot minute since I've seen the second one. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll review that one at some point, too. Um, personally, I prefer this one. Oh, yeah. But, again, that's that's a different movie for a different time. Yep. <laughs> but, yeah, this was their first time trying the ritual, and they didn't complete it. 
because Cole was not asleep like they thought and shenanigans ensued. So, but it was, it was all in all a very fun, interesting movie. It wasn't, a lot of it was fairly predictable, but it wasn't too bad. It was still interesting to watch. And a lot of the the twists and turns with their personality types, I think, really helped with that. It kept yeah. it interesting. Yeah, it's more like how smart the characters, they make the characters as well as, even though they're stereotypical, the twists of what they are as characters or who they are as characters, that that's what keeps it more interesting for sure. Yes, absolutely. So that's what I got for entertainment. Um, you should go first for sure on realism because I'm about to tear it to shreds. Okay. Well, we'll see. So Ellie's comparing this to other movies. This might be a little bit higher than you would maybe give it. But um, compared to like other movies we've seen, I felt like overall it's pretty realistic until you start picking at it and then it it slowly like unravels and becomes less and less likely. But so I would, I gave it a 3.5. So the, the biggest repeating theme that did not make sense to me is, and I actually might talk myself into a lower rating now that I look at my notes, but we'll see. But, um, is like, we'll get there is since B does human sacrifices, she cleans up really well and really fast. Because there's a part where, like, you know, they're they're chasing Cole around. Like, they're all trying to get at him. And then he comes back to his house and it's like nothing had ever happened. Like, no, that's not how that works. Like, human... It takes time and effort. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially, like, with human remains, it's like, because blood is so, like this because it just kind of it just goes everywhere it's like there's going to be places that they missed if they like really scrambled the job like it would take a, a long time to like clean it up and make sure that like everything is yeah i feel like you'd need a demon deal just to have everything <laughs> oh yeah yeah they're like two sacrifices the first one to get what we want the second one to clean it up <laughs> but, yeah but like i do cole's traps are really smart like the one under what? Can you imagine that, though? He <laughs> <laughs> summoned a demon just to clean the area. He, he just, like, pops up and has an apron and What is your mop. request? Yeah. <laughs> um, I need you to clean this and make it look like it never happened. <laughs> Did you really call a demon here to be a maid? It's like Satan's cleaning service. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, like I really like <laughs> Cole's traps. They're really smart. Like especially the one under the house. That was uh, really smart. And I, I like that. It's it's just like with him going out the window and then him going under the house with there being spiders. I, I feel I like the he slowly works himself up to do more and more brave things until you know in the fa- finale he drives a car through his house and you know as much as i love the quirkiness of the quarterback being supportive i will say that that was extremely unrealistic because he literally let cole go up to another kid 
And Cole could have totally just like acted like he was going to go up to the bully and then just booked it or just or ask the bully. I mean, I know he does like a little bit into the conversation, ask for help. But it's like he would have had a head start. Like if he's screaming his head off, like someone's trying to kidnap me or hurt me or or whatever, and they're in a neighborhood that they're going to he's going to catch attention real quick, especially with him being a little kid. I mean, not that little, but, you know, 12. Uh, yeah. And then the I, I do like I, the... I think he figured that, you know, it's a quarterback, so he's not going to get far. He already said, I can't outrun you. Yeah, yeah. But it was it was very bold. Yeah, it was. Of him to, like... Because it's like, he doesn't know who that... Like, the Cole could have, like stole the kid's cell phone and like started to call 911 or, or or stole the kid's bike it was right there yeah oh yeah yeah that's true too <laughs> like you can't outrun a bike yeah. if you're going fast enough but anyways uh, i do like the small details to explain why cole did something dumb like whenever he goes to his friend's house and she's like, you lock the doors, right? And he's like, you don't have automatic locking doors. And then that's when B's able to walk in. The fact that, like, because there's so many times where we're like, why didn't you lock the door? And then the killer comes in and yep. there's, like, no explanation. They're li- you're like, they're literally just being dumb. Well, this, there's, like, an actual explanation. It's like, oh, he, his parents are super strict and also, like, hoity-hoity enough to have. <laughs> Yeah. Automatic locking doors, which lucky, by the way. But, yeah. Um, well, how paranoid are his parents, for one, but also, yeah. damn. Yeah, but it's like, there's not very many movies that take the time to create explanations like that. So I really appreciated that. Yeah. The most unrealistic thing to me is, uh, oh, well, what I mentioned earlier is how B has the time to clean up all the bodies and carnage when they were all technically chasing Cole. And then at the end, when Cole technically stole a car and drove it into his parents' house, how there were pretty much no repercussions for that. Like they didn't take him in. They just, they, they very much treated him like a victim, which I mean, he was, but at the same time, mm. Well, it's like yeah. first, you know, him stealing a car, which he obviously knows at that age that that's wrong. So he should have been taken in for that. But also with them, I could also see the argument that since he was away from the situation, he should have just called the police and gotten help. And him coming back to kill her is then at that point considered not no longer a self-defense argument. So I could see multiple ways where Cole could have gotten in huge trouble for doing that and had some consequences. So he wouldn't have been prosecuted for that, most likely, because they didn't actually find a body. Oh, yeah, that's very true. That's very true. (laughs) That's a very good point. Um, You're right about that. But he at least... Theft of a vehicle, driving without a license, destruction of property... Yeah. Multiple counts. <laughs> I mean, obviously, since he's a minor, he yeah. would have gotten off a lot easier than if an adult had d- done it. Uh, he probably would have been sent to juvie. But, um, well, as I, I can see, like, at minimum, like, doing community service for yeah. a time. And I, evaluated by a psychiatrist. Yeah. Or psychologist, at least. Yeah. 
I guess like the the other thing would be how B got away with doing all of those rituals for so long. But it's like the since this is just one situation, it's hard to know how well she handled the other situations. So that one um, I, I I think there was really only leave. one other. Oh, only one other. Okay. Yeah. Cause she she mentioned that like she would use a kid and then she would like move on to that was her plan, yeah. So it's like that one I didn't really put in my rating for realism because I'm like, eh, I don't know. But yeah. man, I talk. Okay, I retalked myself. I'm changing my rating. My official new rating is a three. But that's all I. That's all I got. Okay. <laughs> so I give it a one. Oh dang! Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> so again, I really do like this movie. <laughs> I, I want to reiterate that. I Little love disclaimer. <laughs> disclaimer. Before we get into the realism, I do actually love this movie. It's going to sound while I'm tearing it apart that I hate it. But it, it is a really, really fun movie. It is not a realistic movie. But it is a very entertaining movie. <laughs> so, that being said... <laughs> oh. Let's begin. Oh, boy. The dude's like 12. Why is the dad trying to teach the kid to drive yet? Yeah, that was weird. That's a good point. Yeah. There's no reason for it. I can understand, like, more often than not out in, like, country areas, it's a lot more common. But they're in the city, and there's no reason for him whatsoever to learn to drive yet. He's 12. Yeah, like, I'd say, like, 14, 13, 14 top. Like at the minimum, I, I could at the minimum, I could understand maybe starting to talk about it at 14. Well, because you can get licensed at 15. Yeah, but more often than not, it's like 16. Well, yeah, but I'm saying like if the ki- so, if the parents are like, we need we want you to be licensed right at 15. Yeah, that they'd want to talk. But about. it's questionable at 12 whether he's e- even going to be able to see over the steering wheel and reach the pedals at the same time. So. You know, <laughs> just seemed a little out of place there. Um, and at first, before they mentioned his age, I was sitting here like, okay, well, maybe he is a little closer to 15, 16. And that's why he's getting made fun of because he still has a babysitter. But no, he's still 12, which isn't unreasonable for him to still have a babysitter. Every kid is different. And sometimes certain kids develop a little slower than others and the parents don't fully trust them to be on their own at home overnight especially well like so like to me like the having a babysitter it if the if a kid is that old it isn't necessarily to tell them when to go to bed and like be a second parent it's more no, of it's like to make sure a- the house doesn't get burned down <laughs> Well, I mean, more for, like, if something were to happen, like, the a break-in or something like that. Yeah. It's, like, he has a guardian there to, like, guide him on what to do or, or to protect yes. him or whatever. Like, for me, it seems more like a safety thing at that it age is. rather than, yeah. like, oh, we don't trust you, so you're going to get a babysitter and they're going to treat you like a kid. Yeah. It's, uh, it's also for medical emergencies. Like, if... Oh, God. True. Yeah. Think. Okay. <laughs> Everything's fine. 
I accidentally bumped the the camera stand with my foot. It's fine. (laughs) Everything's fine. Um, So it's more like situational or medical emergencies. Yeah. Not necessarily that, you know, you don't know how to take care of yourself. Or we want to make sure you go to bed at this time. Yeah. It's it's to make sure that they're safe (laughs) and not dead when the parents come home or their house isn't burned down, which, you know, obviously didn't work in their favor this time around. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) during the blood sacrifice, the blood would not spray out like it did from his head, like a friggin' fire hydrant. It did have good color. It was a little bit watery, but not terrible consistency-wise for the blood. So good on them for that. I doubt the needle that she used to take his blood, Cole's blood, was sterile. They didn't clean the area or wipe it with alcohol. There was no bandage or anything. So even if he was asleep, he likely would have known something would have happened. Um, But this is fine. Again, with the blood spraying, um, with the uh, the cops, the iron poker through the skull with no instant death was BS as well. That went directly through the brain. So, no. Yeah, um, that's why I felt like with the, the knife <laughs> through the, the guy's head. Yeah. Too. Like, it depends on the areas of the brain, I'm pretty sure. But there were two knives, two very large knives. Yeah. Both into the skull. But she made it, like, really easy. Made oh, it yeah. Really easy to, it's like, the skull now, is pretty thick. I didn't count off for that because later in the movie she said that part of the original ritual that she did, she asked for strength. Oh. So I counted it as she's slightly superhuman, if mm. not superhuman. So she was able to get the knives in easier and the knives also were likely really sharp. So that's true. I, true. I didn't quite count off for that just because they made mention of it later in the movie. So they got a pass for that. <laughs> <laughs> but I did consider it at first. Um, when they're trying to talk back to dispatch, 10-4 is copy. Not all clear, but okay. <laughs> not buying the dispatch would have just accepted the dude's voice either, though. Yeah. I know dispatch has a lot of officers that they communicate with and they don't necessarily recognize every voice, but it just seemed off enough. There were no details or anything given. It just seemed a little too easy and too convenient that they're like, okay, you're good. Yeah. But I will say like, whenever you speak over a radio, your voice is changed a little bit. A little, but again, just the way that they were talking to dispatch and all and dispatch was like, okay, this is fine. It just seemed off. Hmm. Um, and we'll get to more of the police stuff a little bit later as well. I have so many notes. Um, the cheerleader shot in the chest near the heart and lungs and doesn't at the very least bleed out. No. <laughs> Especially when they're not like putting pressure on it, trying to contain the area, trying to treat it. Nothing. Just letting it bleed freely. This is fine. Uh, the trophy that the... Uh, the other dude, I forget his name, but he's one of the first in the group to die. Yeah, I don't the one that gets pushed over the stairs. Yeah. Ooh, ew, um, the the trophy was randomly on the floor instead of on the table that they showed it on before and turned to a different angle as well. 
Like it was like this on the table and on the floor, it was like this <laughs> and it was sitting up on the table. Like there was no reason for it to not be on the table. Um, the table also broke when the guy was pushed over the stairs, but you know, um, he broke it on the way down, but the trophy was fine on the floor. The glass trophy was on the floor and fine and not shattered or anything. And it went into his neck that way. So no, that was completely unrealistic death. Again, Max, the the jock, is completely and surprisingly supportive, even when trying to kill Cole. I was very confused by this. I loved it. It was hilarious. But I was very confused by this. <laughs> when Cole sets off the firework, the big one under the house, um, there's not more damage. Fire doesn't spread. No one calls the cops or fire department. No one even comes out to look. True. Like... We hear fireworks stuff all the time here when they're not supposed to be set off in city limits. Mm -hmm. And when we go to look, because we always go to look, <laughs> there's several other neighbors that go to look as well. Just to see if, you know, a general direction of where they're being set off. Because if they're close enough, there's a risk of fire to your house. Yep. And even if you're not concerned about your neighbor's house, you're going to be concerned about your own. That was a big freaking firework that went off. And being set off that close, it would have been a hell of a lot louder than just one in the distance, you know, next neighborhood over or something. So people are going to look, if nothing else. And there's going to be at least one person that calls someone. Fire department, police, whatever. So, no... Um, he also didn't get burned. He was barely singed when he was super close to the blast. Like, he was knocked back f with f flames. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Um, <laughs> there's no way the rope got twisted around Max's neck on the way down. It's BS. So, no to that as well. <laughs> Visually interesting and made an impact and was still slightly comical. But... <laughs> Um, the roof of the treehouse was not in a ramp-like position at the start of the movie, but it was when he used the car to, to launch it in the house. So that seems to be more like inconsistencies with the yes. movie itself rather than like realism. Absolutely. Yep. Well, I consider that part of realism. Mm. I demand consistency in my realistic storytelling. Thank you. <laughs> Um, I want to know where they ditched the cop car because those things have dash cams and are low jacked and would be a huge source of evidence, DNA, fingerprints, etc. Yeah. You know, the cop's bodies, which they likely put in the cop car, which would also contain a crap ton of evidence. Um, Cole would be 100% arrested, if nothing else, for the theft of the car and destruction of property. And I guess we're supposed to believe B made it out because of the demon deal that she made previously. So no injuries. Again, she did mention that she asked for strength. Like she was bullied a lot and wanted to be able to take care of herself. So she could have also asked for somewhat invulnerability to an extent. Or at the very least, accelerated healing. Um, but what about the other bodies? Blood? destruction i guess she could have somehow also had the demon deal to where like 
all of the evidence gets disappeared. Yeah. For the other bodies, or at least have time to clean up the other bodies, but the the cheerleader chick that she used the shotgun to blow her head apart, she went after Cole immediately, and then Cole drove the car through her. So she didn't have time to get rid of that body. But the police were saying that, and the fire department were saying that they didn't see any bodies at all. So Max, the jock that was hanging in the backyard, was gone. Dude that got his neck slashed by the the trophy was gone. Sacrifice Samuel was gone. That's what they called him. (laughs) Um, Sonia, the chick that he blew up with a firework. Nobody there. <laughs> so where did all of these go? Mm-hmm. And again, the cop bodies gone. Yeah, because it's like this movie <clears throat> takes the time to explain a lot of the logic or whatever. So I I feel like that if she had made a deal in the ritual to like clean up the stuff that they would have explained that. So that definitely is like... Uh, a mystery yeah and how did she expect the parents not to notice like they killed the dude on a rug you know how hard it is to clean blood out of stuff especially that amount of blood seriously and then the broken railing on the staircase and all even if she was able to kill cole how would she have explained all of the other destruction like and gotten away with it i don't know just it none of it made sense (laughs) There was a lot of it that just, no. (laughs) No. It is a hilarious, fun movie, though. And great. Um, It just... (laughs) None of it is realistic, is what I'm getting. Yep. Yeah, like, it's a really fun, like, quirky movie. So it is worth the watch, definitely. It is. And they've got some good intensity during a lot of the scenes. Mm -hmm. Like, there's... You can tell there's a sense of urgency. There's a very real threat to the kid, and you're really rooting for him. Yeah. But it's not, like, super scary either. So if you're just wanting to dip your toes in to horror, then this is a a good one to start off with, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the thing that might bother people would be some of the gore. But it's like, the gore's not too bad. Yeah. Again, it's, it's not bad. It all makes sense. So, I don't honestly, know. I think the most graphic scene was probably the the head being blown off with the shotgun. Yeah, and, and I love how B like reacts to it too. She's like, "Oh yes. my god, that was so graphic! That was so graphic! <laughs> <laughs> uh, was not expecting that." <laughs> uh, but so, yep, yeah. Thank you for joining us today and let us know on what you thought of the movie. If you'd like to recommend a movie, game, or tea, you can leave us a comment or join our Discord server. And if you'd like to keep up to date with our content, you can find our link tree listed below. And if you'd like to support the podcast, please subscribe, like, and share our content. We also have a Teespring and a PayPal donate button if you'd like to support us monetarily or our Republic of Tea affiliate link will be down below as well. It does not affect the price of the tea. It just helps us to continue to do what we love. And again, you can find all of the sites mentioned linked below. But until next time, guys, stay safe and stay spoopy. Bye. Bye.